Uh, this is week six of our sermon series called Ancient Spiritual Practices. We're talking about spiritual disciplines throughout the season of Lent here. And we will conclude up next week on, on Easter Sunday. We talked about prayer, study, simplicity, fasting, and silence. This morning I want to talk about pilgrimage, which maybe is appropriate. We, pilgr- we made pilgrimage around the block, and, and the kids in the choir made pilgrimage around the, the, the church. Uh, although... Uh, this is not, I, I would say this is not a spiritual discipline that we're terribly familiar with, and maybe it's not one that we, uh, we do very often. may seem like a practice that's kind of out of our league, like, like it's beyond our capacity. We, we don't have enough money or frequent flyer miles or even time off to make something grandiose like that happen. We can't, we're not all jet-setting around the world like grace or... Uh, you know, where we can drop everything and, and go to all these countries. So pilgrimage may seem like something that's kind of out of our scope uh, of imagination. Uh, but I want to argue this morning that we are all called to pilgrimage, but that pilgrimage might not necessitate us contacting our travel agent. Uh, it might be something different, that, that we all might be able to be pilgrims each and every day, Uh, without even leaving Bozeman. Uh, Pilgrimage is a multifaceted spiritual discipline. It can mean lots and lots of things. It it most certainly can entail travel, uh, and that's that's part of it. Uh, Like like those who walk the Camino de Santiago in Spain or or trace the footsteps of of Jesus and Paul in, in the Holy Land, there are pilgrimages that we can hop on a plane and we can go to, and it, it's, it's this spiritual kind of pilgrimage where, where we can go and learn and, and grow. Uh, but pilgrimage is more than just travel. I think that pilgrimage is about a certain mindset. I think it's about a certain frame of mind, a, a posture that we hold as we figuratively journey throughout our lives. So it doesn't just mean hopping on a plane uh, it, it, a pilgrimage is about journey, and it's about the posture, uh, the, the mindset that we hold as we go through the journey of life. So, so let's explore uh, this spiritual discipline a, a little bit further. I would say that those of us here this morning are a part of, of a long lineage of pilgrims. Those of us sitting here this morning as Christians, as people of Christian faith, are a part of a long lineage of pilgrims. It's in our DNA. Our pilgrimage roots begin thousands of years ago. I think about Old Testament stories like Abram and Sarai. They are perfectly comfortable where they are. They're in Ur, and they have no idea who Yahweh is. And out of the blue... Uh, this God that they've never heard of the day before is suddenly speaking into their life and calling them out of their place of comfort, ease, uh, their comfort zone, and calling them out to a place they have no idea where they're going, and yet God just says, I'll I'll show you. Uh, I'll take you where I want you to go. And for some reason, they listen. They actually go and they become pilgrims, uh, this incredible spiritual journey. They venture out. They, they took the risk of listening to the calling of God. Uh, or I think about Moses, uh, uh, one chapter or one book of the Bible later, uh, who, who uh, uh, is kind of forced out into the desert onto this pilgrimage by some of his own choices. He's running away. 
uh, and he, he's on pilgrimage out into the desert and God gets a hold of him there and sends him on pilgrimage back into Pharaoh's court. Uh, and then Moses leads millions of Israelites out into the desert and they're on a 40-year pilgrimage through the desert, a, a journey that some people think uh, walking might have taken like a couple weeks. Uh, but it takes them 40 years for some reason. Uh, and God is taking them on this spiritual journey uh, of, of learning and growth, uh, this personal and theological exploration as they ready themselves for the promised land. They're, they're pilgrims. Uh, and, and then Jesus, uh, I think, becomes this incredible example of pilgrimage. Uh, I believe that he was on pilgrimage from the first second that he arrives here on earth. He leaves heaven and he journeys down to earth. And then from the very very first second that he's here, he's on the go. He's on the move. Uh, and, And more specifically, he's going to a very specific place. And it's what we're celebrating this morning. From the very beginning of his life, and especially from the very beginning of his ministry, he is on a path to Jerusalem. He is journeying toward the cross, and it's what we're celebrating this morning. He, from the very beginning, was on a path, a journey to Jerusalem, and he was never distracted. He he never allowed himself to be pulled this way or that. He always stayed focused. Uh, He was tempted to stay in certain places and keep healing certain people, and at times he just had to say, nope, I'm moving on. I got to keep going on my journey. He wasn't swayed. He wasn't pulled in one direction or the other. He was ever focused. He knew exactly why he came to the earth. And so he keeps his feet moving. He keeps plugging forward. He keeps his eyes always focused on his true mission. He's always journeying to the cross. I love the story that's told in in Luke chapter 2. It's a familiar story that most of you probably know. Uh, but Jesus is a kid still. He's about 12 years old. Uh, and, uh, and his family has made pilgrimage to Jerusalem. They, they've gone from Nazareth to Jerusalem for Passover. And so they're, they've, uh, they've, they've made this journey, something that they would have done probably every single year, uh, for Passover, which Passover itself is a celebration. It's a festival that's celebrating a pilgrimage out of uh, captivity in Egypt and into freedom in the Promised Land. So there's all sorts of layers to this story about pilgrimage. They make pilgrimage to Jerusalem to celebrate a festival about pilgrimage. But while they're there, uh, Jesus' parents, is, they lose him. And they can't find him. He's only 12 years old. This would have been a crazy, chaotic, frenetic experience. Uh, so many people clamoring into to Jerusalem uh, for this event. And they lose Jesus. And they can't find him. They search everywhere. And finally they find him in the temple. He's in the temple and he's teaching. In fact, he's teaching the adults. At 12 years old, he's already teaching the adults and uh, I can only imagine, the, uh, we, we don't know what words Jesus' parents share with him that morning. Uh, as a parent, I can imagine that they maybe wouldn't have been super kind. Uh, they, might, they might have been uh, chastising him about where were you and we, we were missing you profoundly and we couldn't find you anywhere. Why'd you run off? Uh, I don't know what they said to him that morning, but Jesus' response is just priceless. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Uh, or some translations say, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? Right? You should have known where I was. 
Because you know why I'm here. I came for one thing. I came to teach people, and, and I came to go to the cross. I, 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 this is why I'm here. Of course this is where I would be, because uh, I had to be about my father's business. He has a task, a mission. He's on pilgrimage. He's, he's journeying to Jerusalem with a message of good news that ultimately gets transmitted through his self-sacrifice on the cross. Ultimately, the mission that he's been on, the pilgrimage that he's been on from the very beginning, is what he will accomplish this coming Friday. Uh, And he is undeterred. He is ever focused. Uh, I almost get a picture of of hobbits traveling to Mordor. Uh, Undeterred and ever focused on the destruction of evil and the reclamation of all beauty, goodness, and life that we see in the Lord of the Rings. Undeterred, ever focused, I will not relent uh, until uh, I've done this thing that I've come to do. And for those of you familiar with Tolkien, uh, that image comes to my mind. Jesus is on a pilgrimage, a journey, and he's never content with status quo. He's never content with uh, with, with being pulled this way or that, he's always pushing forward. He's always progressing. Uh, and then that pilgrimage spirit uh, continues with the early church. Uh, again, we're part of this long lineage, uh, and, and the early church really continues on this pilgrimage spirit. The early church leaders were more attuned to the journey of faith than I think that we are today. I, I think that they understood uh, the, uh, a pilgrimage mindset, journeying together uh, throughout a, a life of faith better than we do today. They were exploring new theological and ecclesiological territory, trying to figure out how to do church, how, do we, how to do life, what do we, how do we understand faith, how do we understand what Jesus came to do. Uh, and they were sifting through this, sorting through this, trying to figure it out, trying new things, not sure how to do this new thing called church, but willing to give it a shot anyway. They were, they were okay with uncertainty and risk. Uh, they didn't have to know everything with certainty and no doubt because life was a long journey of faithful exploration. They were journeying together, traveling everywhere, uh, but they were, they were figuratively journeying as well, trying to figure this thing out. Uh, but as the church has aged... I think that we have lost that adventurous spirit a little bit. And especially as Christianity has become comfortable and powerful, uh, we, we kind of became the, the dominating cultural force uh, it, for, for a long time, for hundreds of years. And I think we kind of lost that adventurous spirit. We became comfortable. Uh, we became okay with just kind of status quo. But... At our roots, deep in our bones, we are pilgrimage people. And I think that we need to reclaim that adventurous, exploratory, risky spirit. We have to recover the wonder and dreaming and longing and searching, the inquisitive nature of our faith. Uh, We need to wonder if maybe we don't have all the answers and maybe there are more answers that lie out beyond us and can we long for those? Can we search for those? Can we risk uh, moving beyond our comfortable places to try to find those? We have to be willing to leave the safe harbors of our comfortable faith and journey into the turbulent waters of uncertainty. Uh, Or maybe I don't know where we're heading. 
maybe I don't know everything that there is to know about my faith and I might just be willing to ask hard questions to try to learn and grow and be, and be stretched and be challenged and to become a deeper follower of Jesus. For I think it's only in these places of doubt and questioning and longing and searching where we are striving to know more and see more and experience more that we really grow. I mean, think back on your life, the times where you really grew in your faith. Was it when you were just showing up on a Sunday morning and casually going through the motions of faith? Uh, It was times where you were asking hard questions and you were trying new things or you were volunteering in new ways or you were serving new people or you went on a mission trip and you saw new things and it really stretched you. Those are the times that grow us. It's, It's those pilgrimage kind of moments. Uh, whether it's literal or figurative, that really stretch us and really allow us to grow in our faith. And I think we need to reclaim that mindset each and every day. It's only when we are open to being stretched and challenged that we will actually see some growth and maturity in our faith. And pilgrimage away from the comfort of our own little bubble is how that stretching and challenging occur best occurs. Uh, I fervently believe that, that we have to be open to be challenged and stretched and grown. We have to be willing to pilgrimage, to make pilgrimage uh, in this life. And that, that's most certainly been true in, in my own life. As, as I thought back on, on times in my life where I've really grown, it's been through times of pilgrimage. Some of those were literal pilgrimages. Uh, I think about mission experiences that I've been in, uh, leading groups of people to Native American reservations or to Panama City, Panama or or to inner cities like uh, Chicago or New Orleans where we saw new things and and we grew and we were stretched and and my mind was opened up to brand new ways of of thinking and and living. Uh, I think about cultural experiences that I've had, traveling to Europe, traveling to Africa with Mandy a few years ago where we just saw new things and we experienced new things and it really stretched us and, and, and had a really positive impact on our lives. Uh, or I, I think about times where I've simply got away from the, from the normalcy of life, where, where I've gone on road trips with people, uh, away from the normal routine, a chance to pause life and to think and to process about what's next. Uh, there were times in college and a little bit after college where uh, I was living in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and uh, for some strange reason, there was a small group of us, we could fit in a minivan, and uh, we'd, we'd hop in a minivan, like either on a, late on a Friday night or, or really early on a Saturday morning, and we would drive 10 hours to Chicago, from Sioux Falls to Chicago, and we'd go to church at Willow Creek Community Church, it's, it's a church of about 20,000 people, uh, you talk about different from what I was used to. So we go to church on Saturday night at Willow Creek, 20,000 people, this crazy worship experience. And then the next morning, Sunday morning, we'd drive around Lake Michigan to Grand Rapids. And we'd go to church at this church in Grand Rapids, Michigan, this church that we loved. And then after church in Grand Rapids, we would drive all the way back through, sometimes not getting home till 2 or 3 in the morning on Sunday night or Monday morning. And we'd be back to like school or work that, that next morning. But crazy, but really, really formative. Some incredible memories. Uh, I think about... Uh, well, I guess it was about five years ago, almost six years ago, that uh, I had just graduated seminary. 
And, uh, and Zoe was due in about a month. And so kind of this post-seminary, pre-baby, and i got to do something big and grandiose. My best friend and I jumped in a car, and we mountain biked, rock climbed, and disc golfed our way from Seattle down to Moab and back. But this incredible journey, we just had time to process and think and kind of end one chapter and be ready for the next. Uh, I think about Mandy and I, we've been on a million long car rides. Until we moved to Bozeman, we've always been a long way from our family. And so so many car rides where you're in the car for 10 hours at a time and you have time to think and dream and process life and, and, and just be with each other. These times of, of just getting away from the normal routine of life have been so formative for me. Or, or I think about uh, so those are literal pilgrimages. I, I think about figurative or kind of metaphorical spiritual pilgrimages in my life. Things like moving out of the simplistic faith of my youth where I was kind of just relying on my parents' faith and it wasn't my own into moving into adulthood where my faith had to become my own. It had to become real and we've all gone through that process. It's a pilgrimage. Uh, where we're being stretched and grown, and what do I actually believe? What do I actually think? Uh, I think about moving out of only knowing one form of faithfulness and ministry, only being steeped in one kind of church for my entire life, and, and moving out of that and into a world where there are lots and lots of ways to faithfully live out our spiritual lives. And, and going to these other churches had this stretching effect on me. I, I, I can't believe people think this way, or I can't believe people live out their faith this way. This is incredible. I've never even heard of this. This is amazing. I think about moving out of utter certainty and into a contentment with doubt and wonder and mystery. Uh, I used to think I knew everything, Uh, and I I I kind of grew up in that paradigm, Uh, and it's been so fun to come to the realization that I don't. That in fact I don't know anything almost. And that there's a world of exploration out there to learn and to journey. And I got, I got years and years and years ahead of me, Lord willing, to, to keep journeying this path and learning and growing. Uh, and so it's been this figurative spiritual pilgrimage. Uh, and so I can't emphasize the importance of, of pilgrimage enough. To be on a journey where we're open to being uh, stretched and grown and we're being challenged and we're taking risks and we're trying new things. So very important. So I'll close uh, with a few thoughts uh, as we kind of move to an end here. So first, uh, a few thoughts on on what a pilgrim does or or what a pilgrim looks like. If we want to be a pilgrim in this world, uh, kind of on a spiritual pilgrimage, what does that look like? What does a pilgrim do? So a few thoughts uh, in no particular order here. So uh, first, uh, a pilgrim looks for the sacred in the ordinary. Uh, a pilgrim looks for the sacred in the ordinary. One of my seminary colleagues says this, the pilgrim believes all that surrounds them holds significance and can tell them something of God. And I think she's totally right. Uh, The pilgrim believes that all that surrounds them holds significance and can tell them something of God. Life is awesome and spectacular and breathtaking, but it's all of those things even in its normalcy. 
Even when there's not fireworks going off and we're not in some transcendent spiritual moment, even in its normalcy, even in the plainness, the ordinariness of life, life is awesome and spectacular and breathtaking. And if we will open our eyes and our ears and our hearts, we will be surprised and shocked by the beauty and wisdom and goodness of God and the world all around us. So the pilgrim keeps their eyes peeled for the sacred in the ordinary. Second thing, a pilgrim is a risk taker. They're not stifled by fear and anxiety. They're not, they're not worried about what if I fail or, or, or what if this goes haywire or, or what if I look like a, a fool here. A, a pilgrim is not worried about failure. They are a risk taker. They just go for it. They try new things for the sake of spiritual growth. Uh, and if it doesn't work, then I'll try a new thing. And if I fall flat on my face, I'll pick myself up again and I'll keep on journeying the life of faith. Uh, third, a pilgrim is curious. And I can't overstate this. I think curiosity is so important on the life of faith. And we lose that as we age. Uh, there's something to just wondering about the world, asking good questions, and longing to know and understand more that is so important for the journey of faith. To see people and to wonder what makes them tick. What's your background and how did you get to this place? To be in a new surrounding and to wonder uh, about this place. To hear a new idea and, and to be wondering and dreaming and thinking. To be curious. The pilgrim always wants to push forward into new understanding. Always wants to know people and places and ideas better. They are always curious. Fourth, a pilgrim immerses themselves in their culture, which is not hard to do when you're a literal pilgrim. Uh, That's just what happens, right? Uh, Will presented on Scotland this last week, and and some of you have traveled lots and lots of places in, in the last few years. When you're preparing for a big trip, of course you do your research, right? You do your homework, you find out about the culture that you're going to engage in, uh, you kind of learn about where you're going and you set your itinerary. You immerse yourself in the culture when you're a literal pilgrim. But sometimes when we're figurative pilgrims, when we're trying to journey the life of faith without ever leaving home, we don't do the work of immersing ourselves in our own culture. And so a pilgrim does that. They want to understand their own place as well as they possibly can. What, what's interesting or unique about my place? Who's here and what are they like? What are the needs here and how can I help? Uh, what people and voices are here that I actually don't understand very well? And how could I start listening to voices that I don't understand or, or that kind of scare me or I'm uncomfortable with? How can, how can I plug myself even deeper into this place uh, so that I can know my place even better? Uh, a pilgrim immerses themselves in their, in their culture. Uh, fifth, a pilgrim is on a grand adventure everywhere they go. Whether they're in Mexico, Myanmar, or they're heading to the mailbox, they are on a grand adventure everywhere they go. They're always ready and open to the new profound thing that they might see, experience, and learn. The, the, the world is incredibly fascinating. And so whether we're heading somewhere exotic or we're heading around the block uh, on a bike ride, uh, can we be on the lookout for the grand adventure that awaits us? What can I learn? How can I have fun? 
how can I be stretched and grow even as I'm doing these simple things? Uh, sixth, a, a pilgrim is on an inner journey even if they're not really on an outer journey. They're on an inner journey into self-discovery and awareness of who they are, who God has created them to be, and how they might live into that image of God's status all the more. A pilgrim is self-reflective. They're on an inner journey. They're always processing where they're going and what they're learning. Uh, They're engaging uh, with their surroundings. They're learning from their encounters and their mistakes. They're trying to better understand themselves, the world, and God. The pilgrim is on an inner journey of self-reflection. And then finally... The pilgrim, a, a pilgrim willingly and intentionally wanders. There's something about pilgrimage uh, that necessitates wandering. As the old saying, not all who wander are lost, right? And I, I fervently believe that. It's okay to wander, to search, to long, to not, to not know exactly where the path is taking you, to not need to know the end before you start the journey it is okay to wander, to not always know where we're going. As long as there's always the goal of growth and maturity and, and better relationship with God and deeper commitment to the way of Jesus, let's wander together and see where God might take us. Uh, so, uh, let's commit to being pilgrims. Let's travel. Maybe you have that opportunity Traveling opens up a whole world to you that we just don't get in the comfort of our, home, of our own home. So if traveling is an option, I would say take it. Let's read more. Let's engage more with the outside world so that we can learn and understand. Uh, let's engage with and listen to alternative voices. There are people in our community that, that you do not understand well, that I do not understand well. And maybe we can actually take time to listen to them. There are people sitting in the pews in this sanctuary right now that you do not understand well, that I do not understand well. And you know who their names are. That They say that thing and I think, wow, I, I can't believe you think that. That's, that's interesting. Or, or different adjectives. Uh, Maybe now is the time, maybe today is the time to walk over to them after church and say, you want to get coffee this week or you want to have lunch? Uh, let's, let's think about the people that are in our lives who, I don't understand that. And maybe, just maybe, I want to take the risk of faith to be a pilgrim this week and actually try to engage with people I don't understand and get to know them better. Maybe God has something to teach me as I engage with people who are different than me. Let, let's be curious uh, about the world. Let's wonder about what's out there. Let's, let's practice faithful, faithful presence where we really embed ourselves, really immerse ourselves into our culture and try to be faithfully present in the place where God has put us. Uh, let's attempt to reclaim the lost art of pilgrimage. Let's be willing to wander and search and doubt and question and long for something more. It is okay to not have all the answers. Uh, In fact, if you think you do, you're wrong. Uh, And so let's be okay uh, with wondering, with searching, with longing for more. Let's reclaim that. 
Let's be willing to leave behind the safety and comfort of certainty and routine to risk making serious progress in our lives of faith. Let's commit to the spiritual discipline of pilgrimage, allowing God to shape us and stretch us in the process of journeying the unknown and unfamiliar back roads of life. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much that uh, you are a God of pilgrimage, that you sent your Son from heaven to earth to be on pilgrimage here, and, and that he demonstrated that for us his whole time here. Help us to have the courage to follow Jesus' example uh, of, of journeying, of having a mission, of having a goal, of always wanting to be pushing forward and progressing and learning and growing. Help us to be courageous enough to take risks, to be, cur- to be curious, uh, to, to get to know people who are different than us. Help us to be on pilgrimage, uh, trying to learn and grow and mature in our, in our uh, walk with you, Jesus. Uh, we pray all of this in your name. Amen. Okay.